you don't know who we are as a country. Our country's, you know, it's struggling. Not just talking about the economy. I'm talking about a lot of things are struggling in this country. And uh, if we're not careful, we're going to lose America. I mean, how can you say such a thing? Lose America. Well, a lot of you are seeing things right now. How many just with a lifted hand, you say, I'm seeing things right now I never thought in a million years I'd ever see. Well, that's the audience. Well, there's the audience. That was like 100%. Okay. All right, so let's talk about it, Roger. Let's find that and let's go. No country upon the earth ever had more in its power to attain blessings than the United States of America. Nobody. And who said this? You're going to find out. George Washington. Much to be regretted indeed would it be were we to depart from the road which providence, that's God Almighty, by the way, has pointed us to so plainly. I can't believe it will ever happen like that. I don't think we'll ever... Do that, he said. Get away from God, how good God's been to us. That's what Washington said. The great governor, that's Jesus Christ, of the universe, he's led us too long and too far to forsake us in the midst of it. We may now and then get bewildered, but I hope and trust that there's good enough sense and virtue enough left to recover to the right path. Who said that? Washington. I wish people would read that. What are we doing? What are we thinking? God's been good to America. God has blessed America. And we're living like crazy people. All right? Keep looking. Let's look at another president real quick. The Christian religion is above all the religions that ever prevailed or existed in ancient modern times. Christianity. It's the religion of wisdom, virtue, equity, and humanity. But Christianity... John Adams said that. Guys, we you thank the Lord. Come on. We are we are a Christian nation. The first president that I ever remember in my life that said we were not a Christian nation was Barack Obama. When he was over in, in a foreign soul, said we're not a Christian nation. Guys, and uh, if you look at us, that, you know, does that mean we're inclusive and allow anybody to come here and believe? Of course, that's the truth. That's the truth. But guys, that's not the way our country was founded. Our, our country was founded on Christianity. Whether you know that or want to believe that, it's the, it's the truth. People came to this country. They were called pilgrims. I'm sure you've heard of them. All right? They didn't come just so 103 of them could die on the ship on the way over in, or in the first year. Okay? They didn't come to lose half the people. They left England. They tried to go to Holland. Why? They wanted to be able to preach freely the Word of God, not what the king was telling them, not what the church was telling them. They wanted to be able to preach God's Word and raise their family as they see fit according to God's Word. That is why people came to this country. Okay? And you can read your history books. You might have to look a little than the latest, greatest edition that just came out. But that is our country. That's our heritage. That's why we were established as a country, as a nation. And we're celebrating this weekend the Declaration of Independence. So we are a Christian nation, but we're also a nation that was founded on a creed, and that is the Declaration of Independence, a creed. Very unusual that we're founded on a creed. The creed is the Declaration of Independence. It's a statement of our inherent rights. 
the proper purpose of government and the limits, well, they, somebody needs to read this again, of political authority. I'm going to tell you something. It's the 4th of July weekend. And I'm going to be nice, but I could definitely not be. But uh, it sickens me that you, you are elected by people and then you go to Washington, D.C., and you don't represent us whatsoever. You do what you want to do or what you think is right to do, and you forget who we are, okay? And people are crazy. And what really sickens me is this, and you're really not going to like me maybe, or maybe you'll love me after this, who knows. But it's really disgusting to me that you go to church or you name the name or you're a Catholic or whatever, and you go to Washington and you stand totally against what the church teaches. You're pathetic, you're a hypocrite, and you're sickening. And you're disgusting. You're disgusting. It's who you are. You say that and you act like that. It's pathetic. That's why people don't want to go to church. You say one thing and out of your mouth comes something else, but especially when it comes time to vote. It's crazy. So our country's going in a, in a bad direction, and we're losing America. And we were established on a creed, and we're to have limited political authority. There's supposed to be representation of the people. Not saying that we don't have some of that, but it's off the rails, guys. It's been off that way for a while. And you could say a number of reasons, and we're going to point out why it is. We're not going to listen to me so much today. We're going to listen to people, historians, who've studied the fall of civilizations well, use the scriptures, but you'll see today, it's not me you're going to argue with. It's facts. It's a, it's a bottom line. But back to the Declaration of Independence, the opening, what did it say? When in the course of human events it becomes necessary for, for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of who? Nature and nature's Who? God entitles them. So God's all in the Declaration of Independence. You don't believe in God, do you? Well, no, that's this new day. That's, that's been happening the last 40, 50 years. That's not true, okay? God is in the Declaration. God is in our country. God is the reason we have a country today. A decent respect to the opinions mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to this separation. So that's what Declaration of Independence is all about. England, we ain't with you no more. Y'all got that? We're making it clear that we are separating from y'all. All right? And that meant the revolution and then bloodshed. It was horrible. We hold these truths. What truths? Truths that we know from God's Word. Truths that we know inside of our gut, down in our belly. These truths are self-evident. All men are created equal. Watch this. And they're endowed by their who? Creator. Creator. But we teach our children in America that you came from some big bang. We teach that you don't have a creator. That's all bull. It's bull. You can't ever make nothing for something blowing up. Blow up something and look, there you is. It's horrible. It's crazy. We can't even come up with good things and good ideas. We're the dumbest people on the planet. When you try to get rid of God, you're getting stupid pretty quick. I'm going to tell you right now. But look at our declaration. We're endowed by our Creator. If you don't have the Creator, you don't have rights. If you don't have God, you don't have rights. Without Him, you got nothing. He's the one. He's the one that gave us these certain rights that we have. Rights of life. 
And now the Supreme Court are finally getting with the program and saying, look, it's not our right to take a life. That's not right. Now, if you want to do that in your state, because we are free states in this country, all right, then you're going to have to make that decision. But the Supreme Court said it's not our place to do it, and we're not going to do it. And that's, what, that's what this overturning Roe v. Wade was all about. But, guys, we have the right to life. Elise is 24 weeks pregnant. They've told us for yeah, Praise the Lord. Thank the Lord. Amen. I appreciate y'all doing that. We were told for years, you know, that this is a woman's choice and it's just a blob of tissue. Did you ever hear it said that? It was just a blob. Did it, raise your hand if you ever heard it called that. She just went and had her 24-week ultrasound. And she's sending me the pictures. And they took me out. To, we went to dinner and they laid them out on the table so Daddy could see. Listen, what's my body, my choice? It is your body, your choice. But here's the problem. There's another body in your body. There's another body in your body. That's a body. That's a body. I can see his little, it's a her, she. And guess what? They can see it's a she from the film. And you can see every little finger on the hand. That baby has a right to live. You know, I mean, this, this, is a, this goes back to this. If we don't have that, but that goes back to where we started with our declaration. It's, it's a certain right to life and liberty. But it seems like that last one, the pursuit of happiness. Well, you can't, you can't strike out the other two. You hear me or not? Yes or no? Life and liberty just so you can go do what you want to do with your life? Have at it, but there's another body in there. There's somebody else in there. And she said, Daddy, did you tell the, the church what we're naming the baby? And I'm like, I probably did. You didn't tell me. I couldn't say stuff. <laughs> so the plan is you keep her in prayer, but the plan is that they're going to name that baby, little girl, Shore. S-H-O-R-E. Like, remember Dinah Shore? Remember, remember her? I don't know if I've ever heard of another Shore, have you? But I think it's a, it's a pretty little name. Yeah, Shore Matters, right? Amen. I love that. Sure matters. Right? Already she matters. It's a real life, guys. And, you know, science is, the wool's been pulled off now. We knew it was pulled off before, but the wool's been pulled off. Technology's advanced so much now that we can see a little baby and we can see things. And I wasn't going to spend a lot of time on that, but it's important that we talk about it. Yes or no? That's what this church believes, by the way. And if you want to leave me because I believe in that, there's 12 doors. And I don't mean to be ugly, but I'm not going to change the Bible to suit you today. I'm not going to do it. I would rather, I would rather let you and me change to suit the Bible and to suit His will. But me included, me included. You know, I've had to do a lot of changing in my life, and I still am. But a lot of growing in my life, not growing up so much, but growing more like trying to be more like Him and do the right thing. That's called the Christian life. That's growing in our faith, guys. Y'all hear me or not? It's not some right-wing thing. It's a right thing. Just do right according to God's Word. That's what I want to do. Amen? So that's who we are as a church. 
And we need to stay steady there. Because we're losing America. I know I went a little long on that. But here's the message. Are you ready? Come on. The average lifespan of the world's great civilization, say it with me. This is a historical study. It's how many years? I don't know if you're keeping track or not, but we are about 246. So we're almost 50 years ahead, or really past, the expectancy of a nation. A civilization to be strong. And I don't think anybody would doubt that the United States is the, uh, is the strongest nation in the world. Amen. And we give God credit for that. But I don't think anybody that's really looking could, could say that we have advancement, we have technology, and we have this and that. But boy, we're losing America. We're losing America. And we're not strong as we used to be. And there's a reason. And this study is going to show you that. And I'll have scripture. It's not going to be just me having a little history lesson with you. But God's history is important. Okay? It's very important. So let's just look at it today. Nations that their civilization, their nation fell or became weakened or became basically, you know, not a whole lot there anymore. And there's a lot of nations of the world like that that used to be strong. They're just not now. They progressed through a following sequence. It'd be worth, if you want to take your phone out a little bit, you might want to take a picture of this. And I do that every once in a while. It's worth seeing. This is from history and from a historian, but this is, this is out there a lot of places. But let's go ahead and start. It starts with this. Here's how, this is how nations start. They start in bondage. That's what America started under. We're in the tyranny of the king. Yes? True? We're in bondage. But something was inside of them saying, we want to be free. Our Creator gave us something. It's inside of us that all men are created equal. And we deserve the right to live and our right to freedom and liberty and to pursue happiness. And so that's how our nation was, bondage. And then spiritual faith. Spiritual faith. Is spiritual faith found in the Declaration of Independence, yes or no? Absolutely. Everything is hooked to the faith. Nature's law, nature's God, creator, it's all through there. It's not that long of a document, really. And, but it was, a, it was a powerful document. I think it was 57, 56 or 57 signers. And they pledged their life, their fortune, and their sacred honor. I've got a whole message. I might come around and do it again sometime. What happened to the signers? They paid a price. They paid a price for you and I to be free. But they believed by faith it was the right thing to do. You hear me or not? So that was America. Spiritual faith. Number three, great what? Courage. Did our founders and the people who started this country have great courage? Yes or no? Ha! Can you imagine people today, leaders we have today, starting this country? I can see them setting it on fire. I hate to be ugly, but I mean, now come on, guys. Really, great courage. You just can't make this stuff up. It usually comes from being in bondage, and it comes from spiritual faith, and then that's where that great courage comes from. How many in this room, you've gone through problems, hard times, real hard times, it challenged you, but it was through that hard time you went through that your faith increased, and that's where you got the courage. How many would raise a hand and say that? Do you see how that works? It works as a country, too. 
Then it come, then comes what? After that great courage, there's what? What do you say? Give me what? Or give me? Who said it? Patrick Henry. Then comes, well, look at that. The land of the free, the home of the brave. Abundance from sea to shining sea. Is that America? Sure, that's the history of America. And then it goes to this. Complacency. Taking things for granted. We're good. Sounds like a story, doesn't it? You fool. Jesus said to the man who, in the story, I've got me plenty. I'll build me barns, bigger barns. And, and I'll just say to my soul, eat, drink, and be merry. And he said, you're a fool. Because this night your soul's required of you. Then whose is all this stuff going to be? And we have to be vigilant as a country and grateful as a nation and remember and revisit all of these things. But we've fallen into complacency. But we're not there yet. We're there. We're past there. Apathy. Apathy then happens. What's that mean? I don't care. I don't care what's happening. I don't care what's going on. We don't want to have any political arguments with anybody, you know, because, you know, I can't talk about that. You know, and I don't like arguing either. But guys, we're just apathetic. Taking care of ourselves, just worrying about us, not the next generation and our children. Y'all hear me or not? And they shout you down, shout you down, get you to shut up. Somebody's got to stand up and not be apathetic. I'm not talking about violence or anything like that. but And guys, you just can't stand up if you don't have beliefs. They didn't sign some declaration based on, well, we just like to be free and we'd like to go on out Saturday night and get drunk and have a party. It wasn't nothing about that. It was like our creator we believe in has given us these rights. And they hooked their wagon to Jesus and that wagon was moving, baby. And that's what we need to do. Then finally it comes this. This isn't the decline. This isn't what causes the decline. This is what it looks like. Dependence. Dependence. We are dependent so much today on government, on government money. We're dependent right now on the Fed, what the Fed's going to do. They're going to raise interest rates again to get that inflation to calm down. Y'all understand, yes or no? Not saying they're wrong for trying to do what they're trying to do. But guys, our wagon is hooked. Y'all get that or not? But here's, here's what else we're dependent on. We have a pandemic, okay? And so people shut down their businesses. And a lot of them were tickled to do it because they're getting free money. You understand this or not? And some people have realized... We didn't like to work anyway. Well, who does? Say. The Bible says you don't work, you don't eat. That's what the Bible says. Who likes to work? I mean, come on. I worked this week. 
I tore off my mother-in-law's deck off the back of her house. I did it because I'm fat and wanted to lose some weight, okay? There's a better way to lose weight than doing that. But the point is, it was hard work, man, in the sun. There's people that do that every day. They do it every day. Here's the funny thing. When you do work, sometimes if you ain't, you ain't you don't be too careful. You might start to enjoy it. You might enjoy your job. How many enjoyed your work? Can I see some hands? I enjoyed it. How many would raise their hand and say, but it was work? Anybody going to raise their hand? It was work. But people today, they've gotten some free money. I don't know if they're still getting it or not. They've got to be getting something, I guess. But people don't want to go to work. They'd rather be dependent you might say, Clark, what are you talking about? I went to a bank this week. But my bank, I love these people. They ain't got one teller in the joint. But I knew this. They ain't had one teller for a while. I wanted to give my little heads a heads up. You know, we can, we can go back to work now, right? But they ain't got one teller. It's not because they don't want to. They can't get nobody to work. Do you remember in Inglewood back in the day when there'd be a help-wanted sign and people would talk about that help-wanted sign? There's a job down yonder. You know, I saw a help wanted sign in a... Well, now it's on every one of them. They offered you $16 to work at McDonald's. You know what that's telling me? And you might not like my message. It's okay. I think people like not working. And if you're not careful, if you don't work, you're going to have to do something. You're going to be dependent. And then you go back into what? Now, what I put up there, is that outlandish? And I hope you know that Gary ain't smart enough to make that up. Was it understandable? Let's go with the message. We'll finish with this. What causes a, a country to do that in a civilization? One of the major contributing factors for a great civilization's demise is the undermining, say it with me, of the dignity and of the... This guy, well, we'll read the Scripture. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it's written, the just shall live by faith. The wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness, unrighteousness of men who hold truth and unrighteousness. Because that which may be known of God is made manifest to us. God has showed this stuff to us. That's what the founders saw, that they were created equal and they had certain rights and they believed it. And it was shown to them. The invisible things from Him, the Creator... Of the world, they're clearly seen. How many saw some stars this week? How many saw a sunset this week? How many saw some wildlife this week and you were just in awe? How many saw the ocean this week? How many saw a little baby, a child, or somebody? You're just in awe this week of something like that. See, we have a creator. It's everywhere. We see it all the time. None of that blew up and caused that to happen. It was all him that made every bit of it. And you're without excuse. And you can keep saying... You can argue and blah, 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 you're wrong, 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 whatever, ever, ever. Okay? This is what God's Word says. It's a brain. Use it. You've got one. All right? The invisible things are they're clearly seen, being understood of the things that are made. You can know there's a God by looking at stuff that's out there. Wow! Even His eternal power and Godhead, He must be powerful to hold this planet together. 
Yes or no? He must be powerful to create this human body and the DNA and the brain and our fingerprints and everything that we have. Unbelievable. So then you're without what? Without excuse. But, see, when they knew God, they didn't glorify Him as God. It's not like we can't see there's a God. No, there's a God. But we don't, we don't acknowledge it and glorify Him. And since we don't do that, we're not what? We're not thankful. We take credit. Look how smart we is. And we become vain in our imaginations and our foolish hearts dark. And we have wild imaginations like, oh, everything happened because of a big blow up. Big bang. You know, we all came from slime. Yeah. So your imagination gets crazy. Like a lady. Did I tell you about the lady, about the, the universe thing? I said that already. Yeah, you get a little kooky. Yes. We just make up stuff. Afraid of the universe. As if Mother Earth's going to help you. Come on, man. We profess ourselves to be wise, but we become what? Fools. It's craziness. They change the glory of the corruptible God into an image like the corruptible man. People worship birds, four-footed beasts, creeping things. That's not God's word. God made all that. He gave you dominion over that to take care of it. Wherefore, God gave them up. Then, okay, this is what you want to think. This is what you want to think. I'll give you up to uncleanness through the lust of your own heart, because there's plenty of that in there. To dishonor your body between each other, because we're sinners, and if we don't have truth and help, we're going to be doing these kind of things. Who change the truth of God into a lie. Just go ahead and call me a lie then. I guess that's the way it'll be, God says. And you'll worship and serve the creature, each other, more than the Creator who's blessed forever. Amen. So, that's the path we're on. Got it? Yes or no? Seventy-five years ago, this man wrote this book. I don't know if he's a Democrat. I don't know if he's a Republican. All I know is he was a historian. I could care less what his... Just give me the facts of what the situation is in history. And so he wrote this book, Ten Symptoms of Final Decay. They were observable in both the Greek and Roman civilization. You ever heard of somebody called Alexander the Who? You ever heard this statement? Finish it. Rome rule the world. Yeah. If you want to look at the two greatest civilizations ever, it would be the Roman and Greek Empire. And so he did. And I think today, if people wanted to look at a, the greatest nation on the earth today and study, I think they would study the United States of America, yes or no? So this is a good, this is a good analogy. So, Mr. Zimmerman, what did you find? Number one, why did the, the, the civilizations decline? Number one, no-fault divorce. What? Way back when? Absolutely. No-fault divorce. That's where we are today as a country. What does that mean? If you don't want to be married anymore, you just tell each other, we don't want to be married anymore. We're fine. Whatever. It's over. We're good. See ya. I don't know if you know it or not. That's not the way your parents were, maybe, or your grandparents were not that way. Yeah, but it was different. They had a great marriage. You don't know what they had. Maybe they had some courage and some commitment that you don't have. You understand? Say. I don't know. But no-fault divorce will kill a country. Do y'all hear me or not? Now just don't listen to me. Listen to him. It's a divorce where dissolution of marriage requires neither a showing of wrongdoing of either party. Irreconcilable differences. Fifty-fifty. Well, it's fine if you want to feel that way, but you're not helping your country. You're not helping your country. 
Oh, and by the way, when, you, when marriage doesn't matter to where you get in the trenches and you work hard at it and you stay steady at it, it's called forgiveness and working hard at it, just keep working harder at it. You know what I'm saying? You don't know when there's a little plateau. How many had a, a tough marriage, but it came to a spot and it got better? Can anybody want to raise their hand and say it got better? Got a little easier, got a little, not easier, but got better. Yes or no? Yes, we're not talking about abuse. That's not what that's saying. It's, that's saying whatever. That's what he said. It'll kill a country. Kill a, it'll kill a civilization. Let's look at another one. What's number two? Number two. Meaningless marriage vows. Oh, my gosh. I'm learning as I study this guy. That's like tied back to the number one. So it means nothing. I don't do marriages where you write the vows. You're my sunshine and my little moonbeam, and we'll just live happily. No, if I marry you, better or worse, rich or poor, death do you part. Yeah, I know that's tough, ain't it? I'm tough on you. Maybe that'll help me not to have to do a lot of marriages. That'd be great. There you go. But let's, 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 let, come on, man. I'm not going to do a marriage where you're going to have an easy out. It's called truce breakers. Truce breakers. Covenant breakers. The idea that marriage is a covenant between two people making it together, that's a big deal to God. He's the one who created marriage. He's the one that said, husbands love your wife as Christ loved the church. Gave himself for so this is part of our and look there's the better this day forward better or worse oh by the way I'm marrying y'all right I don't mind if you write a little something have at it but know this is going to be in the wedding you cool you're with me on that you better be right in front of this crowd <laughs> they were already on board they are what can make America strong again right there. And you can do that. I love seeing you hold her hand. That's your wife, buddy. That's your hubby. Death do us part. Hell freezes over. We're together. We'll make it. We can do it. You're helping your country when you're doing According to him, you're a big help to your country. Keep going. Rod, you're killing me, man. Go. Number three. Birth dearth. Hang on. She likes me. She's not leaving me. Birth dearth. What does that mean? That's his word, not mine. It's a term used to describe falling fertility rates. It was not normal for people just to want one child or no child years ago. That wasn't normal, guys. How many remember when there was big families? Now, we got a family in our church who have eight kids. They go places. Yeah, you ought to thank God for them. They go places and people look at them like they got five heads. It's sad, isn't it? it? When we stop having children at a certain level, we start having decline in our country and your civilization. Now, we know there's people coming across the border, but unfortunately, they're coming across. That's not, that's not how you're going to have a strong country, guys. It's when they can be assimilated into our values and things that we believe and things like that, that's how you can make a great country. Is the folks from England here, they were first service today. Got one becoming a citizen on Wednesday. Last week, let's thank the Lord, Utah from Germany became a citizen of the United States. But it's beautiful. 
She wanted to be here in our values and the things that we teach. Not to come in. You're not trying to destroy our country, are you? Thank you. My point is, is that you need people born. And that's Second Timothy says, without natural affection. A civilization will be in decline when mamas and daddies don't love their children. And that goes to abortion. That's where abortion comes in. It's not natural for somebody to want to kill their baby. I'm not saying there aren't circumstances and situations, but guys, why don't instead of talking about all that, why don't you get yourself grounded in God's Word? Okay, get grounded in God's Word, and you'll have wisdom and sense about these other things when they come up. I understand that, but guys, we got a problem. Look at the, look at the math. You've got to have at least two children for society to replace itself. And this was in 2005, these stats, so it's even less now. The United States, we're at 2.1, and that's going down. Did you know since Roe v. Wade in this country, 60 million babies have been aborted? That's a fifth of our country. They would be 50 years old, 45, 40, 35, 30, 25, 20. I mean, you can just imagine. Could we be a different country today if they were here I think, I think it's a good argument to be made that we could be, okay? It's just important, man. This is our country we're talking about, okay? Also, when civilizations decline, there's increased disrespect for being a what? A parent. Belittling of parenthood on television, making fun in society. But it's not just that, guys. It's like we, said, we do it ourselves. We don't value our, our who we are as a parent. And that's our responsibility. Yes or no, amen? I saw several young couples in the first service. And I went over and I touched them and just reached out to them. And I said, thank you for helping our country be strong. I see a mom and a daddy and they got two kids and they love their kids to death and they love each other. We think it's voting. I want to vote. Don't get me wrong. But guys, it's going to take more than voting. It's going to take you being a family and loving your family. It's going to take you being a husband and a wife and loving each other and, and going through the hard times together if we're going to have, if we're going to make it. We're losing America because we're losing the family. That's what I got out of this whole study. Professing themselves, though, to be wise, they became fools. I want my freedom. I don't want to bring kids into this world. I hear that a lot. I hate to have kids in this world. Well... That's sad, then. Then you don't know the value of a child. I have a 35-year-old today that sang for y'all. He has value. He matters. I got little Danny and Abby and got Elise and Hannah and I've got little Shore. They could bring delight into our life. Do you hear me? What are we, what are we talking about? Yeah, but the world, the world. How about you make it a better world in your house? How about that? Say. How about you raise your children instead of pawning them off to somebody? I mean, I could say a lot about that. I know I'm being ugly. It is the 4th of July. We should have fireworks, right? I thought this was odd in his study 75 years ago of Roman Greek. Defamation of national heroes. I didn't put that up there. Defamation of national heroes. People who we used to admire and respect for making this a great country, now people want to defame them and tear their statue down. Are you seeing that happen or did I just make that up? 
Keep looking. Despisers of those that are good. Keep looking. Nobody's perfect. I think if you'd have started a country, we'd be tearing down your statue too. And mine as well. If that was our, the way we did stuff. We don't do that. Not if you want a country. Here's a poll in 2005. I'd rather be a citizen in my country than any other country in the world. 75% in 2005 said yes. I saw a poll the other night. 58% in America being polled are not proud to be an American. Are we, are we losing America? If you've got polls like that, you're losing something. Keep looking. Number five. Decline of civilization, acceptance of alternative marriage forms. And see, I'm not even supposed to talk like this. You're going to upset people, Pastor Clark. While Rome burns, is that what it said? Is that what we used to say about Rome? Didn't Nero play his what? Fiddle or liar while Rome burned. That's what they want pastors to do. Shut up! While our country burns. That's not what we're called to do. We're not called to be ugly and angry, and I'm not going to put you down. But listen, we're not going to be quiet as our families are going to hell in a handbasket. And we're seeing the things we're seeing. And then this is a big part, acceptance of alternative marriage forms. This is the Word of God. This cause God gave them up to vile affections. Their women would change a natural use into that which is against nature. This is God's Word. We can either get in line with God's Word or we can say, yeah, that's outdated, that's old. I'm sure I'm glad our founders didn't think that. We wouldn't have a country if they thought, oh, Creator's outdated. You know, we just blew up. Big deal. Not a good idea. Likewise, men leave the natural use of the woman, burn their lust toward another. This is what he found as he studied the fall of Rome and Greece. Is that a part of our culture? Is that happening today in America? It is happening, and it will be a part of what our decline of our country, because it's a, it's a, it's a, well, it's a disobeying the word of God, and 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 God's word for our life. Number number six, what's next? Widespread attitude of narcissism, hedonism. Those are big words. They're not that hard to understand. Narcissism is a love of self, 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 self. Y'all understand that one? Self-centered, self-whatever. Okay, we're good. Lovers of them own selves. That's what the Bible says. Hedonism, different. Pleasure is the only important thing in my life. Whatever makes me feel good, that's what I want. You don't matter. I do. Whatever feels good, do it. That's a lot of our world today. Yes, in our country. Are y'all depressed on the 4th of July? Weekend. This is what God's Word says. Number seven, all, here we go back to the family again. But every one of these are family. Every one of the things we've said today really were family. Do you think a mom and a daddy ought to teach a little boy and girl not to be selfish? Amen or oh me? You think that, you think teaching them things like that's important? You think teaching, teaching a little boy, you a boy, and, and teaching a little girl, you a girl, you think that's important or not? I think it's important. Okay? We're different. We're fearfully and wonderfully made. Anti-family family sentiment who changed the truth of God into a lie. So there's just this idea against family today and, and marriage today and the family like we've had in the past. They're trying to change all that. Family's a fundamental building block of every civilization. If you don't have family, you don't have a country. 
You'll have a country until you ain't got one. Or it'll be something you don't recognize anymore. There are people leaving great areas of our country. They're coming to Florida. You ever seen anybody coming to Florida lately? They're leaving communities that they don't even recognize anymore. Let's take a poll. How many of you left a community you don't even recognize anymore? That's not all of us, but that's enough in the room, ain't it? Say. Used to be a place where families could go to parks and family is scared to death now. Number eight. Number eight. Acceptance of most forms of adultery, he found, was one of the reasons societies fell. Accepting adultery. Did you know, you're lucky if you're an adulterer today in this room or listening to me online, you're lucky, buddy, you're lucky. Because a hundred years ago, they'd put you in prison in this country. You understand? Some of you that are smarter than me, you ought to look up states in this country that still have laws on the books. If you commit adultery, you will go to prison. Oh, that's too hard. Well, how about this? How about you not get married then if you're going to cheat on your wife? How about if you're going to, yeah, or are you going to cheat on your husband, you hurt your family and your children? How about you not get married then? Our country used to believe that was an offense, that it really hurt, and it hurt people. Y'all hear me or not? And it lines up with the Word of God. But, yeah, I know that he said in the Bible they stoned you. So America was pretty nice just to put you in prison. Keep looking, keep looking, keep looking, keep going. Number nine, rebellious children. Juvenile delinquency. We're done almost. Don't leave, Chuck. You're killing me. Yeah, I called you out. That guy right there. Somebody grab him. No, I love him. I love him. I love him. He's got to go to the bathroom. We'll tell him later. That'll teach him to get up. Anyway, no, I'm just kidding. Do you think having children that are disobedient goes back to a family as well? We know that sometimes you're going to have problems with kids. I get that. But a lot of these problems can be solved when mom loves dad, dad loves mom. They make it through the hard times. They stay together. They work hard on their marriage. They love the snot out of those children. My mother used to say this, and she was a drunk. Here was what a drunk woman taught me. She was a drunk. But she still had, she was still having some standards from taught to her by her mom and dad. She said, they might get by with it. You're not. And she would say this, they don't belong to me. You do. And that taught me something. She, she set boundaries for me. You know what I mean? And that was good. That was a drunk woman. If a drunk woman can do it, where's the church today? Can't we do it if a drunk woman can do it? Say, God help us, man. Keep looking. I'm wore out. Keep going. There's scripture. You can read them sometime. I got it. Go online. Check them all out. I got plenty of them. I got plenty of them, man. We got communionists, and we're going to get you out there. Here we go. Last one. Last one. It was a great message, but I couldn't preach it all. Last one. Not me. 75 years ago, why did Rome and Greece fall, decline, What's America look like? Well, America looks like everything on that screen today. Here's the last one. Acceptance of all forms of sexual perversions. I personally never thought I'd I'd live to see the day when a governor of the state of Florida would be hated because he doesn't think kindergartners through the second grade should learn about transgenderism and changing their sex. 
That's a sad world we live in. It's a sad world. That, that, and I don't know enough on the subject to talk about it, guys, but I'm just telling you right now, I'm not get for giving any kid any pill that's going to change your sex to be something else. You, you know where your pastor stands now, okay? Y'all hear me or not? Say, okay? Jerry Sally, singer-songwriter, was in the first service this morning from Nashville. He sang the song, Call Me Old Fashioned. And you can call me that, okay? You're just going to call me old-fashioned that I believe that... Uh, when we start perverting sex and you're going to be this and you're going to be that, that's not going to be healthy. It's not going to be healthy for you. It's not going to be healthy for our country. Okay? And it goes against the Word of God. Y'all hear me or not? Say, you might not like me saying it. I'm trying to be kind. I could be rude and mean as a snake up here. I'm not trying to be. I'm just trying to tell you the truth. This is a country. When you see these things happening, you're losing your country. So what did we learn today? Just bad news, Gary? Bad news? No, here's what I learned today, and I quit after this. I learned today, oh my gosh, we actually can maybe get our country stronger again. And I can do my part right here in Inglewood, Florida, Venice, Port Charlotte. My little little world starts at my house, starts at my house, but I can work on my family and in the church I pastor, I can try to help our families, like the Brooks family right here. You've got three babies, right? Okay, and that's Kelly, and this is Chris. That's your wife. Got it, Chris? And that's your husband. You see him? You see that? And those are your three children. They ain't our children. They're your children. And you need to raise your children. Love your children. And we're going to help them, right? We'll cheer them on. We'll help them try to do the right thing. But you can change America. You can change America. Instead of a problem causing a problem for America, how about you help America? And you're out there helping kids on the ball field, right? That come from sometimes tough families. You can help some there, right? Okay, and as a church, we could do that. Y'all have young'uns yet? Okay, you want some children? After this message, you have a lot, aren't you? <laughs> amen, amen, amen. But you understand how you can help America? You can help America, sir, by loving her. And you can help America by loving him. And when things get tough, it's going to get tough. But we said we would love each other. Let's ask God for help to help us stay together. Right here, you guys right here, you guys, that's your boy, Jaden, right? I love that guy. Came to us from Chicago, is that correct? Okay. You can make America strong by loving her. You hear me? Well, let me jump down on you. And then you loving him. And Jaden is going to see mom and dad that love each other. And he's going to feel loved. He's going to feel secure. You hear me, son? This is your family. you got a family, man. You hear me? That's my family. And you're going to make America stronger. Hear me? I could go around the room the whole day, but I'm going to stop right here. you got two little boys. And you got grandma right next to you. You can make America stronger. Like you're holding hands like that. She needs that. He needs that. Love each other. You've had some hard. Life's hard sometimes. You can make it. And you got those two little boys to help. You can. You can. They're going to help give you purpose in your life. They're not a dead weight. They're not a pain in the rear end. They're your babies. And she's going to help you, right? 
That's how we make our country better. According to the math I just read. Isn't that great? And I, qu- I know I'm long. This is 4th of July. I appreciate it. We can feel helpless sometimes as a country, as a citizen sometimes. One vote. I know that's what you got. We need to take our vote seriously. But it's going to take more than that. It's going to take us doing what? If we want to change things, I think we've got to go by the book up here. And I think the book's written now. Family is what it's all about. But don't think it's family without God. It's God who gave us the family, so we need to raise our family according to the ways of God. And it's not about you going out and bashing people or hurting people. That's bull. Why are we even doing that? That's crazy. It doesn't get anything done. It makes you feel better. How about you take that energy and you put it into your marriage, put it into your family and your children, and see if we don't make a stronger Inglewood, Port Charlotte, Venice. That's my goal. That's what I feel like I can do. Let's thank God for His Word. We're done. That was a long, word, long message today. Thank you. Praise the Lord.